What's good? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you today about why you should have spending targets and how to hit them. So let's say you're doing six figures and you're looking at moving abroad or you're already abroad. So you want to set out, instead of what most guys do, which is they're thinking about how do I make my income meet my budget? And they're defensive oriented. And I was speaking with a client of mine and he was a real wild boy in his 20s, living out in Latin America, going to countries, doing crazy things, running around with girls. And Latin America tends to attract the most cowboy types. And we were talking about how many guys that he met are still over there. And maybe it's only 20, 10, 20%, right? And the number one thing we, we figured out that the guy eventually went back to America to get a job or he's working as like a... English teacher in Colombia or something, he kind of gave up on the, on the entrepreneur dream, uh, was that they were defensive oriented, meaning they were always trying to think about how do I live for 1500 a month? Instead of saying, I'm out here at 23, I'm making 1500 a month, that's enough to live. How do I get to 10K? How do I get to 20K? How do I get, how do I get to 30K? And the guys that were more aggressive oriented would be spending their whole budget. Sometimes they'd be taking out some you know, personal credit cards, which I don't recommend. I, I always recommend staying in your budget. But they weren't worried about, you know, going out and spending 100 bucks at a bar or something. I've noticed the same pattern. I've been living abroad for eight years. The guys that don't have, you know, extreme aggression on getting money never, never get it. And, you know, a lot of them, when they see the, the real struggle of, of entrepreneurship, are more comfortable working going back and realizing it's not cut out for them and getting a job or something, giving up on the dream. Um, because they're not able to see the bright future with a bunch of money and they're not really hungry to go get it. They'd rather go work for somebody else and get 2% of that person's revenue, if you think about it. Like going to, going to work a job is saying, I'm more secure, I feel more secure with 2% of someone else's revenue than 100% of mine, okay? And it's, it's quite shocking when you think about it in that way. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you watching this would ever go back to getting a job or whatever, but it, it's the mindset of the defensive-oriented guy. You know, Grant Cardone makes a good point that income solves all problems. Now, I don't recommend getting a bunch of dumb lifestyle links and leaks and spending more than you earn, um, you know, for any amount of time and, you know, the second you start making 20K a month, you're going to the club and spending all of it at the club and all this dumb shit and, you know, getting a Ferrari. That stuff you can do a bit later on in moderation, you know, as, as it's still, you know, a fraction of your monthly income. I don't, I don't recommend spending more than your monthly income per month just as a general rule. But I really recommend getting aggressive at getting your income from 10K to... 30K, 40K, 100K, whatever it is, especially with what's happening in the world today with inflation, AI, there's going to be a monetary reset. Um, you know, now's the time to be very aggressive in the current window that we have. So a lot of guys don't do this. And I've seen this across the board in, in um, you know, in my sales closing industry where we had a lot of companies coming through the door and they're afraid to spend money on marketing. 
they view marketing as an expense and marketing is the first thing they quote unquote put on pause instead of being like, how do I spend money in my business? How do I take this money that would just be sitting in the bank getting eaten away by inflation, putting it back into the business? And the answer is they don't have aggressive targets. And a lot of the reason they don't have aggressive targets is because they choose to think more in fear as opposed to how fucking dope your life's gonna be when you have those targets and you have an income level and you can see it and feel it and taste it and smell it and hear it, how specifically good your life is going to be, right? So you want revenue targets, you want net worth targets, you wanna hedge that net worth out, but you also want spending targets, okay? Don't forget, don't forget and get lost um, you know, in the forest and not be able to see the trees. The whole fucking point is to, is to spend the money while still having security, right? Everything else beyond what you spend really should be for security, right? Once you get your, your ability to spend to a certain level, let's say you know, you're, you're living in Southeast Asia, Latin America, it's, it's hard to spend unless you're flying private more than 25K a month, even when you're balling out at the clubs and living in the nicest places, right? So as long as you maintain that, adjusted for inflation, everything else is, is for your buying security. The stocks, the gold, the Bitcoin, the multiple streams of revenue, the equity in different businesses, yada, yada, yada. That's all to buy security in case of an interruption of income. But if you knew that you could do 25K a month adjusted for inflation for the rest of your life and, and without an interruption of income, you're good. You can spend all of it. Okay. Problem is we don't know that. And there are, usually are interruptions for income. But that is the whole fucking point is to get the income up to where you can have your ideal life. And your ideal life that is, let's say, let's use the word realistic, even though I hate that word. So you're not aiming to be a billionaire, right? But you're aiming, you know, you eventually want 10 million or whatever. Um, but ultimately, what you really want is the lifestyle of someone who can spend 25K a month, all right? And I think that's a great goal um, if you're moving abroad. If, if you're in New York, I don't know what it is, but it's more than that. Um, so what you are doing this whole money thing for is to have the lifestyle of a guy who spends 25K a month, which is why it, it's imperative that you have a spending target to remind you and to be able to structure your whole life around why you're working so fucking hard. And within those spending targets, you should have exactly what you're gonna do with the money. Okay, you're gonna get a year lease on an ornate, luxurious condo in Bangkok for 7K a month. For 7K a month on a year lease in Bangkok, especially if you negotiate, you can get something ridiculous. The high end of Bangkok is nicer than the high end of Toronto where I'm from, a supposedly first world country. And the value is good compared to um, the rest of Asia. Like you can't get the same quality in, in the Philippines. You know, in, in KL, you, you can in, in Malaysia. But it's just, in my opinion, it's not as dope a city as, as Bangkok. Bangkok is like the, the New York of Southeast Asia. There's 15 different cool neighborhoods you can live in. Super first world accommodations if you have the budget. Um, nightlife, food's amazing, you know, 
all kinds of cool and interesting people you meet there, not just locals, but expats. Um, super dope city, right? And you can get something very nice for 4K, but I'm talking about like ornate luxury, duplex, four bedrooms, private elevator, the whole bit. You, you can stay in the Ritz-Carlton service residence for 4K a month at the entry level. And I think it's a one bedroom, right? This is not, it's, it's, it's in the residence section of the hotel so that, you know, it's not just a studio. Um, and, and, you know, the prices go up from there. But if you're in like, not at a Ritz-Carlton, which is a lot of it you're paying for the name, and it's not a month to month, it's a, it's a yearly thing. Um, six, seven K, you can get something spectacular. Okay. Then you want to add food. I mean, food delivery, that's nothing in, in Bangkok. Um, nights out, you can pop bottles in the club twice a week, three times a week, you know, live, you know, do the most luxurious dinners, all that stuff, and do a bunch of travel around Southeast Asia easily for for 25k a month in spend um, but you want to see what condo you're living in okay you want to see what car you have you've got the Range Rover and the driver you've got a private chef uh, you've got food delivery on top of that you've got a team hitting Instagram and the dating apps or whatever to get you the the most beautiful girls that, that you're interested in or you've got a team which is which is the way things are moving these days to come in wrangle up female influencers, do highlight reel videos, blast them off on Instagram to promote your personal brand, which is what dating is becoming these days because it's so competitive, to be able to attract you know, the highest quality girls in that city that probably aren't even on the, the dating sites, right? Or to have you know, a team of people reaching out to girls directly through the Instagram DM while your followers start to go up and you've got all these good pictures and you've got all these, um, you know, highlight reels and stuff. And, you know, if you're, let's say you're, you're a family guy, you're coming with your family, okay, you can afford to send your kids to the good international schools. You can raise them in this condo in the sky, you know, with four bedrooms and, you know, they can have the most luxurious bedrooms and all the toys and everything. Or you could um, do a mansion on the outskirts of the city or there's some there's some neighborhoods where you can get a solid house in the middle or you could be living in you know this private expat community in Costa Rica right by the beach you know it's a healthy and happy type of community um, total freedom you know killer mansion on the beach etc you know with your family like it's it's in some senses it's it's at the higher levels of spend, it's almost cheaper with a family. If you're not doing all the Instagram stuff for girls or the, you know, um, some kind of angle like popping bottles in the club and stuff like that. So beyond like 25K abroad, if we're talking about Eastern Europe, um, Africa, Southeast Asia, Latin America, really the only thing you need more money for is if you're going to fly private. So like a, a short private flight might be like 40K or something. Um, although it's cheaper in, I guess, some places. If it's, if it's like Southeast Asia to uh, Europe, it might be 150K. Okay, so 
you know, you'd be going into, you know, into debt for that, or, or you'd be going down for that. You, you wouldn't be going into debt because you'd still have a significant net worth. Um, so that's the big one for going from 25K to 100K, if you travel a lot. Uh, but listen, a first-class flight, like if you're only traveling once per quarter, is not bad. If you're traveling more than that, but you're traveling within Asia, you can still hop on an AirAsia flight. You get premium seating. You know, it's a small airline, but the thing is, like, the flight's only, like, two hours, right? You know, within Thailand, maybe three hours to Vietnam or something, right? It's, it's, a, it's not, like, a 12-, 15-hour flight. So the flying private thing, you know, is, is, is a big thing for some of my guys. Um, because they're treated so well in the rest of their life that, like, you know, it's a, it's kind of a shock to the system to be in the airport or treated like cattle and all these other things, even if they're flying first class. I don't think it's a huge issue, though. Um, but you're straight for 25K. Even, I mean, let's be honest, 10K is a lot, 15K, 20K. But you need to be able to see it. You need to be able to see the condo you're living in on your whiteboard or in your um, the document that you created what your ideal day is going to look like, which I show you how to do in my life game course. The car that you're driving, the girl that you're waking up to, the sun beaming in, uh, the motorcycle trips you're going to take on the weekend up to Chiang Mai or up to Pai, or you know the flight you're going to hop over on to Bali and then you're going to rent the, the villa here in Bali. And then you'll take a weekend motorcycle trip up to Kintamani and stay in a Moon Duke Heavenly Villa on top of the trees, overlooking the mountains, waking up with some Eastern European girl that you met while she was here on vacation. You convinced her to stay and moved in with her, for, you know, and it was, it was one of these sort of, you knew she was going to go back, so you figured what, whatever, come stay with me for two months, live in my villa. You guys had a summertime romance type of thing. But you need to be able to see that, man. You need to be able to see that. You need to be able to see where you're going on vacation, right? You're going to test Brazil. You're going to test Eastern Europe. You know the prices. You know the hotel you're staying at in Brazil. In Eastern Europe, you know you're going to stay in a hotel or you're going to do the Airbnb thing in a re renovated uh, communist building, but you got the top floor and a loft and the building has all this history and it looks like shit on the outside, but it's super nice on the inside. And you're digging that vibe for two, three months of the year in the summer, uh, trying to find your wifey in Eastern Europe. And then you're back to, you know, Asia, doing the, uh, you know, fun girl roster type of thing, right? However you want to do it. Uh, it all comes down to your spending targets. And that's another thing when it comes to, when it comes to women. A lot of guys ask, how important is, is having money? It's important, but not in the way that a lot of guys think. Because the girl doesn't know that you're worth $10 million. Let's say you're worth $10 million. She doesn't know that. And they don't really have much of a conception of money. Um, what they do know, what they do care about is how much are you spending, how, and specifically how much are you spending on that. So I know a lot of wealthy guys that don't look wealthy and that don't like to flex and don't spend a whole lot of money. It's just not important to them. So that guy could be worth $10 million. Let's say he spends 10000 a month. Now let's meet another guy who makes 25000 a month. His net worth is zero because he spends it all. And 
he's not as diligent in business, so he's got more free time than the guy who's full on in business and just cares about getting money. So he's got three to four nights a week to spend with that girl, and he's got a 25K budget. She thinks he's richer than the other guy because he's flexing all over Instagram and he's spending all this money. She doesn't know it if she doesn't see it. And even if she did somehow know it, it's not really tangible to her. And more importantly, what she cares about is not how much money you have, it's how much you spend. Because most of them aren't thinking about the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, is this guy gonna be a good provider? They're thinking about right now, how much fun can I have with him being in his current lifestyle? Now, I'm not saying to do that, um, but it is nice if you have both the financial security being planned out in your decade-long goals, um, the financial aggression to level up in your yearly goals, and you could spend whatever your number is, 10K, 15, 20, 25K, right? Be making 50K, 70K, 100K, 200K, so you've got plenty to invest in other businesses and hedge out into um, you know, your, your investments, right? And that should be what you're striving for. You know, but it starts with what's the, what's the spending target, right? Instead of the fucking savings targets, right? That, that's, that's where Grant Cardone is right. And Dave Ramsey's wrong. You know, saving that $3 a day, that cup of coffee to be able to retire with a meal or two. Look, we don't even know where inflation's going, okay? And what $2 million's gonna be worth when you're sick. To, to fucking save your pennies until you're 60 is terrible. You need to be very aggressive with income and revenue. And then not be an idiot and get a bunch of life, lifestyle links and spend everything you make every month. You just need to get the income up high enough to where you can spend your 15, 20K and still be able to reinvest, invest in different things and things of that nature. And if you can't, you should be sitting around thinking about how do I do that? This is how I wanna live. This is enough for me. Anything beyond that is just flying private or whatever. Like you're living a lot of a billionaire's life at that point, except you're just don't have your own jet. You're not flying private everywhere, but you're still at the best parties you wanna be. You're still eating the food you wanna be. You're still staying in the same hotel as the billionaire would if he was in Southeast Asia. You still got, okay, maybe your condo isn't the mansion that he would have, right? But it's pretty damn nice, pretty damn close. Like it would be 7K a month in Bangkok. Looks like a damn billionaire seat. You, you look like a um, Hong Kong uh, gangster warlord from the 1990s, like John Woo movies, right? It's killer. Um, your access to girls is phenomenal. You're living a good part of that you know, at, at that spend, right? So anything beyond that is, it's private and it's, those guys are doing a lot of power games and you know, involved in politics and various things like that. Um, they're also just playing a lot for the numbers on the scoreboard at that point, it just becomes a game. But in terms of the actual lifestyle, you probably have a more fun lifestyle than most billionaires too, because you're younger and you have more free time. Those guys are working 24 hours a day. So you need to figure what that number is for your ideal lifestyle. And don't skimp on things, right? Don't skimp on things. If you want a yacht, you can still rent. Don't think about buying it. Think about, let me charter it, you know, once a month or whatever. 
um, get together with my with my boys and and charter that thing, right? So you can have the yacht. If you want to have fly private, okay, you don't need to buy the plane. Just get 100k a month coming in. You can fly private every month within Asia. Um, you know, if that's not important to you, then you can have a lesser target. But ultimately, you need that spending target. And it all comes down to your ideal life, which is about your happiness and being able to plan it out with the pictures and the videos on the image board and see it, taste it, smell it, all these different things, and then commit with 100% certainty that you're going to modify your entire life and business structure and all these different things to be able to hit that and then have a bunch more for investment and um, inflation protection and all these different things. And if you want to see exactly how to set the yearly target, set the decade target, set the spending target, and go through in-depth of building out your ideal lifestyle so you can taste it, touch it, smell it, see it, pick up my life game course at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash courses. You can also get the link in the description. And I think it'd be very beneficial for you. But either way, you got to hit those spending targets, set them, um, and get after your, your ideal life. So appreciate you watching this. Much love to you, and I'll catch you in the next video.